Hey everyone, it's Twin Teen Tales with Aussie Dad, and today I'm going to continue with Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days. Saturday. The VIP lawn service has not really panned out the way I thought it would. I haven't had any work since that first job, and I'm starting to think maybe Mrs. Camfield has been bad-mouthing me to her neighbours. I thought about just giving up and closing our business, but then I realised that with a few tweaks to the flyer, we could start things back up again in the winter. The problem is, I need money now. I called up Rowley to start brainstorming new ideas, but his mum said he was at the movies with his dad. I was a little annoyed, because he never bothered to ask me if he could take the day off. Mum's not letting me do anything fun until this fruit smoothie bill has paid off, so that meant it was up to me to figure out how to earn the cash. I tell you who has a lot of money, and that's Manny. I mean, that kid is rich! A few weeks ago, Mum and Dad told Manny they'd give him 10 cents for every time he uses the potty without being ass. So now he carries around a gallon of water with him at all times. Manny keeps all his money in a big jar on his dresser. He's got to have at least $150 in that thing. I've thought about asking Manny to lend me the money, but I just can't bring myself to do that. I'm pretty sure Manny charges interest on his loans anyway. I'm trying to figure out a way to earn money without doing any actual work, but when I told mum what I was thinking, she said I'm just lazy. Okay, so maybe I am lazy, but it's not really my fault. I've been lazy ever since I was a little kid, and if someone had caught it early on, maybe I wouldn't be the way I am now. I remember in preschool, when playtime was over, the teacher would tell everyone to put away their toys and we would all sing the clean-up song while we did it. Well, I sang the song with everyone else, but I didn't do any of the actual cleaning. So if you want to find somebody to blame for the way I am, I guess you'd have to start with the public education system. Sunday. Mum came into my room this morning and woke me up for church. I was glad to go because I knew I was going to have to turn to a higher power to get this fruit smoothie bill paid off. Whenever Grandma needs anything, she just prays and she gets it right away. I think she has a direct pipeline to God or something. For some reason, I don't have that same kind of pull, but that doesn't mean I'm going to quit trying. Today's sermon was called Jesus in Disguise, and it was about how you should treat everyone you meet with kindness because you never know which person is really Jesus pretending to be someone else. I guess that's supposed to make you want to be a better person, but all it does is make me paranoid because I know I'm going to just end up guessing wrong. They passed the donation basket around like they do every week, and all I could think was how I needed that money a lot more than whoever it was going to. But... Mum must have seen the look in my eye, because she passed the basket to the row behind us before I could take what I needed. Monday. My birthday is coming up this weekend, and it can't get here quick enough for me. This year, I'm going to have a family party. I'm still really mad with Rowley for bailing out on our lawn care business, so I don't want him thinking he can come over and eat my birthday cake. Plus, I've learned my lesson about friend parties. When you have a friend party... Or your guests think they have the right to play with your presents. And every time I have a friend party, Mum invites her friend's kids, so I end up with a bunch of people at my party I barely even know. And those kids don't buy the gifts. Their mums do. So even if you get something like a video game, it's not a video game you'd actually want to play.
I'm just glad I'm not on the swim team this summer. Last year I had practice on my birthday and mum dropped me off at the pool. I got so many birthday noogies that I couldn't even lift my arms to swim. So when it comes to your birthday I've learned it's best to just keep kids out of the equation. Mum said I could have a family party as long as I promised not to do my usual with the birthday cards. That stinks because I have a great system for opening cards. I put them all in a neat pile and then I rip each one open and shake it to get the money out. As long as I don't stop to read anything, I can get through a pile of 20 cards in under a minute. Mum says the way I do it is insulting to the people who got me the cards. She says this time around I have to read every card and acknowledge the person who gave it to me. That'll slow me down, but I guess it's still worth it. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what I want for my birthday this year. What I really want is a dog. I've been asking for a dog for the past three years, but mum says we have to wait until Manny's completely potty trained before we get one. Well, with the potty training racket Manny's got going on, that could take forever. The thing is, I know that dad wants a dog too. He used to have one when he was a kid. I figured all dad needed was a little nudge, and on Christmas last year I saw my chance. My Uncle Joe and his family stopped by our house and they brought their dog, Killer, with them. I asked Uncle Joe if he wouldn't mind hinting to Dad that he should get us a dog. But the way Uncle Joe did it probably set my dog-getting campaign back by five years. The other thing I have no chance of getting for my birthday is a mobile phone, and I can thank Roderick for that. Mum and Dad got Roderick a mobile phone last year, and he racked up a bill for $300 in the first month. Most of that was from Roderick calling Mum and Dad from his room in the basement to ask them to turn the heat up. So the only thing I'm asking for this year is a deluxe leather recliner. My Uncle Charlie has one, and he practically lives in that thing. The main reason I want my own recliner is because if I had one, I wouldn't have to go up to my room after watching TV late at night. I could just sleep right in the chair. Plus, these recliners have all sorts of features, like a neck massager and adjustable firmness and stuff like that. I figure I could use the vibrate feature to make Dad's lectures a lot more tolerable. The only reason I'd ever need to get up is to go to the bathroom, but maybe I should just wait until next year to ask for a recliner, because I bet they'll have that taken care of in the new model. Thursday, I asked Mum to take me back to Bombshell's beauty salon again today, even though I didn't really need a haircut. I just felt like catching up on the town gossip. Annette, my hairstylist, said she'd heard from a lady who knows Mrs. Jefferson that me and Rowley had a falling out. Apparently, Rowley's heartbroken because I didn't invite him to my birthday party. Well, if Rowley's upset, you wouldn't know it from looking at him. Every time I see Rowley, he's hanging out with his dad, so the way it looks to me, he's already got himself a new best friend. I just want to say I think it stinks that Rowley gets to go to the country club even though he still owes money on that fruit smoothie bill. Unfortunately, Rowley's chummy relationship with his dad is starting to affect my life. Mum says the way Rowley and his dad hang out together is neat, and that me and dad should go fishing or play catch in the front yard or something. 
But the thing is, me and Dad just aren't cut out for that kind of father-son stuff. The last time Mum tried to get me and Dad to do something like that together, it ended with me having to pull him out of Rappahannock Creek. Mum won't let it go, though. She says she wants to see more affection between Dad and us boys, and that's created some really awkward moments. Friday. Today I was watching TV, minding my own business, when I heard a knock at the front door. Mum said there was a friend there to see me, so I thought it must be Rowley coming to apologise. But it wasn't Rowley, it was Fregley! After I recovered from my initial shock, I slammed the door shut. I started to panic because I didn't know what Fregley was doing at my front door. After a few minutes went by, I looked out the side window, and Fregley was STILL standing there! I knew I had to take drastic measures, so I went to the kitchen to call the police, but Mum stopped me before I could finish dialing Triple O. Mum said SHE invited Fregley over. She said I've seemed lonely ever since I had that fight with Rowley, and she thought she'd set up a play date with Fregley. See, this is why I should never tell Mum about my personal business. This Fregley thing was a total disaster. I've heard that a vampire can't come inside your house unless you invite him in, and I'll bet it's the same kind of deal with Fregley. So now I've got two things to worry about. The muddy hand and Fregley. And if I had to choose the one to get me first, I'd take the muddy hand in a heartbeat. Saturday. Today was my birthday, and I guess things went more or less like I expected. The relatives started showing up around one, I asked Mum to invite as many people as possible so I could maximise my gift potential, and I got a pretty good turnout. I liked to cut to the chase on my birthday and get right to the gifts, so I told everyone to gather in the living room. I took my time with the cards, just like Mum asked. It was a little painful, but I got a good haul, so it was worth it. Unfortunately, as soon as I collected my money, Mum confiscated it to pay off Mr Jefferson. Then I moved on to the wrapped presents, but there weren't a whole lot of those. The first gift from Mum and Dad was small and heavy, which I thought was a good sign, but I was still pretty shocked when I opened it. When I looked more closely, I found out it wasn't an ordinary mobile phone. It was called a Ladybug. The phone didn't have a keypad on it or anything. It only had two buttons, one to call home and one for emergencies, so it's pretty much useless. All my other gifts were clothes and other stuff I didn't really need. I was still hoping I might get that recliner, but once I realised there weren't any places Mum and Dad could be hiding a giant leather chair, I gave up looking. Then Mum told everyone it was time to go into the dining room to have some cake. Unfortunately, Uncle Joe's dog Killer had beaten us to it. I was hoping Mum would go out and get me a new cake, but she just took a knife and cut away the parts the dog didn't touch. Mum cut me a big piece, but by that point... I wasn't really in the mood for cake, especially not with Killer throwing up little birthday candles under the table. Sunday. I guess Mum must have felt bad about how my birthday went down because today she said we could go to the mall and get a makeup gift. Mum took Manny and Roderick along for the ride and she said they could each pick out something too, which is totally unfair because it wasn't their birthday yesterday. We walked around the mall for a while and ended up in a pet store. I was hoping we could pull our money to buy a dog, but Roderick seemed to be interested in a different kind of pet. Mum handed us each a $5 note and told us we could buy whatever we wanted, but 5 
bucks doesn't exactly get you very far in the pet store. I finally settled on this really cool angelfish that's all different colours. Roderick picked out a fish too. I don't know what kind it was, but the reason Roderick chose it was because the label on the tank said the fish was aggressive. Manny spent his five bucks on fish food. At first I thought it was because he wanted to feed the fish that me and Roderick bought, but by the time we got home, Manny had eaten half the canister. Monday. This is the first time I've had my very own pet, and I'm kind of getting into it. I feed my fish three times a day, and I keep his bowl really clean. I even bought a journal so I could keep track of everything my fish does during the day. I have to admit though, I'm starting to have a little trouble filling up the pages. I asked mum and dad if we could buy one of those aquariums and get a ton of fish to keep my little guy company. But dad said that aquariums cost money and maybe I could ask for one for Christmas. See, this is what stinks about being a kid. You only get two shots at getting stuff you want and that's on Christmas and your birthday. And then when one of those days does come, your parents mess things up and buy you a ladybug. If I had my own money, I could just buy whatever I wanted and not have to embarrass myself every time I needed to rent a video game or buy a lolly or something. Anyway, I've always known that I'll eventually be rich and famous, but I'm starting to get a little concerned that it hasn't happened yet. I figured I'd at least have my own reality TV show by now. Last night, I was watching one of those television shows where a nanny lives with the family for a week and then tells them all the ways they're screwing up. Well, I don't know if the woman had to go to some special nanny school or something, but that's the kind of job I was born to do. I just need to figure out how to get myself in line for that job when the nanny retires. A few years ago, I started collecting my personal mementos, like book reports and old toys and stuff like that, because when my museum opens, I want to make sure it's packed with interesting things from my life. But I don't keep anything like lollipop sticks that have my saliva on them because, believe me, I do not need to be cloned. When I'm famous, I'm going to have to make some life changes. I'll probably have to fly in private jets because if I fly in regular planes, I'll get really annoyed when people in the back try to mooch off my first class bathroom. Another thing famous people have to deal with is that their younger siblings end up getting famous just because they're related. My closest brush with fame so far was when mum signed me up for a modelling job a few years ago. I think her idea was to get pictures of me in clothes catalogues or something like that. But the only thing they used my picture for was this stupid medical book and I've been trying to live it down ever since. Tuesday. I spent the afternoon playing video games and catching up on the Sunday comics. I turned to the back page and there was an ad where Little Cutie usually is where there was an ad saying that they were looking for somebody that was a cartoonist that could replace the little cutie cartoon. Man, I've been waiting forever for an opportunity like this. I had a comic in my school paper once, but this is a chance to hit the big time. The ad said they weren't accepting any animal comic strips, and I think I know why. There's this comic about a dog called Precious Poochie, and it's been running for about 50 years. The guy who wrote it died a long time ago, but they're still recycling his old comics. I don't know if they're funny or not, because to be honest with you, most of them don't even make sense to a person my age. 
This is one of the comics where the dog, Precious Poochie, is talking to himself. I just can't seem to figure out what's all the fuss over these here newfangled phonograph devices. And the dog is sitting on a record player, spinning around while music is playing. Anyway, the newspaper has tried to get rid of that comic a bunch of times, but whenever they try to cancel it, all the precious Poochie fans come out of the woodwork and make a big stink. I guess people think of this cartoon dog as their own pet or something. The last time they tried to cancel Precious Poochie, four busloads of senior citizens from Leisure Towers showed up at the newspaper offices in town and didn't leave until they got their way. Saturday. Mum was acting extra cheery this morning and I could tell she had something up her sleeve. At 10 o'clock she said we all needed to get in the station wagon and when I asked her where we were going she said it was a surprise. I noticed Mum had packed sunscreen and swimsuits and stuff in the back of the station wagon, so I thought we must be headed for the beach. But when I asked her if I was right, Mum said the place we were going was better than the beach. Wherever we were going, it was taking a long time to get there, and it wasn't that fun being stuck in the back seat with Roderick and Manny. Manny was sitting in between me and Roderick on the hump. At one point, Roderick decided to tell Manny the hump was the worst seat in the car, because it was the smallest and least comfortable. Wow, that totally set Manny off. Eventually, Mum and Dad got sick of Manny's crying. Mum said I had to take a turn on the hump because I'm the second youngest and it was only fair. So every time Dad ran over a pothole, my head hit the roof of the car. At about two, I was getting really hungry, so I asked if we could stop for some fast food. Dad wouldn't pull over because he said the people at fast food restaurants are idiots. Well, I don't know why he thinks that. Every time Dad goes to the fried chicken place over near our house, he tries to place his order through the rubbish bin. I saw a sign for a pizza place and I begged Mum and Dad to let us eat there, but I guess Mum was trying to save money because she came prepared. A half hour later we pulled into a big parking lot and I knew exactly where we were. We were at the Slip Slide Water Park, where we used to go as kids. And I mean, little kids. It's really a place meant for people Manny's age. Mum must have heard me and Roderick groan in the back seat. She said we were going to have a great day as a family, and it would be the highlight of our summer holiday. I have bad memories of the Slip Slide Water Park. One time Grandpa took me there, and he left me in the water slide area for practically the whole day. He said he was going to go read his book, and he'd meet me there in three hours, but I didn't actually go on any slides because of the sign at the entrance. The sign says, under 48, but it says 48 inches, must be accompanied by an adult. <laughs> I thought you had to be 48 years old to ride, but it turns out the two little lines next to the number meant inches. So I basically wasted my day waiting for Grandpa to come back and get me, and then we had to leave. Roderick has bad memories of the Slipslide Water Park too. Last year, his band got booked to do a show on the music stage they have near the wave pool. Roderick's band asked the park people to set them up with a smoke machine so they could have some special effects for their show. But somebody screwed up and they set Roderick's band up with a bubble machine instead. 
I found out the reason Mum took us to the water park today. It was half price for families. Unfortunately, it looked like just about every family in the state was there too. When we got through the gates, Mum rented a stroller for Manny. I convinced her to spend a little more money and rent a double stroller because I knew it was going to be a long day and I wanted to conserve my energy. Mum parked the stroller near the wave pool, which was so crowded you could barely even see the water. After we put on our sunscreen and found a place to sit, I felt a few raindrops and then I heard thunder. Then an announcement came over the loudspeaker. Due to lightning, the slipslide water park is now closed. Thank you for coming and have a nice day. Everyone hit the exits and got in their cars, but with all the people trying to leave at the exact same time, it was a total traffic jam. Manny tried to entertain everyone by telling jokes. At first mum and dad were encouraging him, but after a while Manny's jokes didn't even make sense. We were low on petrol so we had to turn off the air conditioner and wait for the parking lot to clear up. Mum said she had a headache and she went to the back to lie down. An hour later traffic finally thinned out and we got onto the highway. We stopped for petrol and about 45 minutes later we were home. Dad told me to wake mum up but when I looked in the back of the station wagon mum wasn't there. For a few minutes nobody knew where she went. Then we realised the only place she could be was at the petrol station. She must have gone out to use the bathroom when we stopped and nobody noticed. Sure enough that's where she was. We were glad to see her but I don't think she was too happy to see us. Mum didn't really say anything on the ride back. Something tells me she's had her fill of family togetherness for a while, and that's good, because I have too. Sunday. I really wish we didn't go on that trip yesterday, because if we stayed home, my fish would still be alive. Before we left for our trip, I fed my fish, and Mum said I should feed Roderick's fish too. Roderick's fish was in the bowl on top of the refrigerator, and I'm pretty sure Roderick hadn't fed his fish or cleaned the bowl once. I think Roderick's fish was living off of the algae growing on the glass. When mum saw Roderick's bowl, she thought it was disgusting, so she took his fish and put it in my bowl. When we got home from the water park, I went straight to the kitchen to feed my fish, but he was gone, and it wasn't a big mystery what happened to him. I didn't even have time to feel sad about it, because today was Father's Day, and we all had to get in the car and go up to Grandpa's for brunch. I'll tell you this, if I'm ever a dad, you're not going to see me dressing up in a shirt and tie and going to Leisure Towers on Father's Day. I'm going to go off by myself and have some fun. But, Mum said she thought it would be good for the three generations of Hefley men to be together. I guess I must have been picking at my food because Dad asked me what was wrong. I told him I was bummed out because my fish died. Dad said he didn't really know what to say because he'd never had a pet die before. He said he used to have a dog named Nutty when he was a kid, but Nutty ran away to a butterfly farm. I've heard Dad tell this same story about Nutty and the butterfly farm a million times, but I didn't want to be rude and cut him off. Then Grandpa spoke up and said he had a confession to make. He said that Nutty didn't actually run away to a butterfly farm. Grandpa said what really happened was that he accidentally ran over the dog when he was backing his car out of the driveway. Grandpa said he made up the butterfly farm story so they didn't have to tell Dad the truth, but that now they could have a good laugh over it. But Dad was mad. 
He told us to get in the car and he left Grandpa with the bill for brunch. Dad didn't say anything on the way home. He just dropped us off at the house and drove away. Dad was gone for a long time and I was starting to think maybe he was going to just take the rest of the day for himself. But he showed up an hour later carrying a big cardboard box. Dad put the box on the floor and believe it or not, there was a dog in there. Mum didn't seem too thrilled that Dad went out and bore the dog without checking with her first. I don't think Dad has ever even bought a pair of pants for himself without getting Mum's okay beforehand. But I think she could see that Dad was happy, so she let him keep it. At dinner, Mum said we could come up with a name for the dog. I wanted to name it something cool like Shredder or Ripjaw, but Mum said my ideas were too violent. Manny's ideas were a whole lot worse though. He wanted to name the dog an animal name like Elephant or Zebra. Roderick liked the animal name idea and he said we should call the dog Turtle. Mum said we should call the dog Sweetheart. I thought that was a really terrible idea because the dog is a boy, not a girl. But before any of us could fight it, Dad agreed with Mum's idea. I think Dad was willing to go with anything Mum came up with if it meant he didn't have to take the dog back. But something tells me Uncle Joe would not approve of our dog's name. Dad told Roderick he should go to the mall to buy a bowl and get the dog's name printed on it. And here's what Roderick came back with. So they ended up calling the dog Sweetie for short. And Roderick got a dog bowl with the words Sweaty written on it instead of Sweetie. I guess that's what you get when you send the worst speller in the family off to do your errands. Wednesday. I was really happy when we got our dog at first, but now I'm starting to have second thoughts. The dog's actually been driving me crazy. A few nights ago, a commercial came on TV and it showed some gophers popping in and out of their holes. Sweetie seemed pretty interested in that. So Dad said, Where are the gophers, Sweetie? Where are they, boy? That got Sweetie all rolled up and he started barking at the TV. Now Sweetie barks at the TV constantly and the only thing that gets him to stop is when the commercial with the gophers comes back on. But what really bugs me about the dog is that he likes to sleep in my bed and I'm afraid he'll bite my hand off if I try to move him. And he doesn't just sleep in my bed, he sleeps right smack in the middle. Dad comes in my room at 7 every morning to take Sweetie out but I guess me and the dog have something in common because he doesn't like getting out of bed in the morning either. So Dad turns the lights on and off to try to make the dog wake up. Yesterday, Dad couldn't get Sweetie to go outside, so he tried something new. He went to the front of the house and rang the doorbell, which made the dog shoot out of the bed like a rocket. The only problem was, he used my face as a launching pad. It must have been raining outside this morning because when Sweetie came back in, he was shivering and soaking wet. Then he tried to get under the covers with me to get warm. Luckily, the muddy hand has given me a lot of practice with this sort of thing, so I was able to keep him out. Thursday. This morning, Dad wasn't able to get the dog out of my bed no matter what he tried. So he went to work and about an hour later, Sweetie woke me up to take him outside. I wrapped myself in my blanket and then let the dog out the front door and waited for him to do his business. But Sweetie decided to make a run for it and I had to chase after him. You know, I was actually having a pretty decent summer until Sweetie came along. He's ruining the two things that are the most important to me. Television 
and sleep. And you know how Dad is always getting on my case about lying around all day? Well, Sweetie is twice as bad as me, but Dad's crazy about that dog. I don't think the feeling is mutual, though. Dad is always trying to get the dog to give him a kiss on the nose, but Sweetie won't do it. I can kind of understand why the dog doesn't like Dad. The only person Sweetie really likes is Mum, even though she barely pays him any attention, and I can tell that's starting to drive Dad a little nuts. I think Sweetie is just more of a ladies' man, so I guess that's something else we have in common. And that's the end of part two. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it.